Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step back to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simpster. He putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation. We running the town. Yeah. It's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast. Man. Man, yeah. we got some stuff to talk about. Sure yeah, do. Let's do it. All right, as <laughs> usual. Kipper where you at? Kipper where you at? Kipper where you at? Guys, uh, as usual, um, joined here by Stat Pat. Yes, sir. Money Mike. And what's up? What's up? Yours truly, Simster. Tonight, guys, we have a great guest. We have former Laker champion Samaki Walker on the show. In the house. In, In the, the house. house. He's going to talk Lakers. He's going to talk Clippers. He's going to talk players. He's going to talk players knowing how to stay ready and be ready to play when they get their moment. Guys, we have Clippers, Nuggets, Sparks. We've got all sorts of stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. But first, as usual, I think we need to pay a bill. We'll be right back. State Farm in Torrance, California. Whether you need auto, homeowners, renters, business insurance, disability, or life insurance, which, of course, is extremely important, Team Trin is here to help. They do it all. Call the team at Tran Trin State Farm for your free quote or insurance review today to see how you can save money and get better coverage. Why wait? Call today, 310-974-8778. All right, we are here. We are back. And we are ready to go. We have a guest here with us. Hey, uh, Step Hat, who's with us? Man, excited to have the Louisville Cardinal legend, Sweet 16, 96 NBA draft. Uh, famous I mean, draft. The, the famous, famous draft, draft, 96 draft. I mean, come on, everybody in that draft. And we got, the more, most importantly, Los Angeles Lakers champion, Samaki Walker. Samaki Walker, are you with us? What's up, gentlemen? What's going on, man? <laughs> How you doing tonight? Hey, hey, man, all is well. Just got done checking out this game. I'm sure you guys do oh. too. Oh, what man. a crazy game, right? Samaki, I'm mad. Dog. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. Right? Don't, hey, man, look, 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 look. I've been a Laker fan. You know, a little, little bit about me. You know, Laker fan all my life. I have a Laker room. I have two walls purple, two walls gold. I have a basketball. That has everybody that's retired on the wall, you know, on, on one autograph. So I have Kobe on it. I have Shaq on it. I have Jay West on it. I have Gail Goodrich, Jamal Wilts. Anybody that's retired, except for Wilt, is on one basketball. It took me 10 years to collect. That's how much of a Laker wow. fan I am, okay? Wow. wow. I That definitely classifies you as a Laker fan. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank, thank, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So um, the true term of fanatic. So, so all that. So, he so all that. So now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit you with this. So, and, and, and I've seen a, I've seen a lot of Laker basketball games as everybody can imagine. I've never seen. Let me know if you've seen or even experienced. I'm just gonna start off with this. I've never seen a Laker team in the playoffs. You know, so playoff caliber team up by four with a minute twenty seconds left in the game. And not felt comfortable that we were going to win that game. <laughs> and the person that they are calling the goat now they are because not me sliding in the Uh-oh. third base um, with less than a minute left in the game, <laughs> so that way we could have, as Chick Hearn would say, a five point switch, so that way they could go and bust a three. The man can't yeah. slip. Man. Can't do the that. man can't slip. Man, come on. Right. So that's why oh, that I don't know a time. I don't know a time when we have a payoff cover team. Therefore, we have Kobe, we got Magic, we got all these <laughs> pedigrees where we're up by four with a minute and 20 seconds left in the game. And I'm nervous on if we're going to win that game or not. Oh. I now, remember so many games against the Kings. No, no. Wait you a minute. Hold on. And, 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 and let me, and let me just, let me just say this. You know, I, got, I know I got to let my brothers talk. Let me just say this. 
I, I know you saw the game. I begged. I said, please give that ball to Anthony Davis or any of the other three people on the court and not to this other dude over here. Even Danny Green. Even three for ten Danny Green. <laughs> because I have no faith in what other people call I'm done. I, I right. know. I, I, know I took a lot of air time. Like you, you watch the games. Uh, what, what do you see? I mean, you've been on the court. You've been on the court for big right. moments. You've, you've been through the finals. What? I mean, to me, I'm watching game. You're, you're, you're watching top caliber basketball. You can't expect to, to run over everybody. This is the playoffs. But uh, what, what are you seeing when you see these, these teams go on runs? What, what, do, what do you look at or, or kind of point out? Well, I thought the Lakers, uh, number one, they had too many turnovers. Oh, I yeah. thought that uh, you know LeBron. He 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 played extremely aggressive. You know early on, mm. second half he he looked really tired. I have to agree. You know he made some sloppy turnovers. I thought he held the ball too long. Uh-huh. I thought he stalled the offense. Actually, you know uh, he didn't make quick decisions. Where I thought the first half by being aggress- aggressive, he made quick decisions. And so if if you're not going to take the mid range shot and you know, you're not going to get all the way to the basket. You got to get off of the ball, and so I thought he was. You know, he got a little some offensive fouls where he tried to. He got too deep in the paint and things of that nature, trying to create as opposed to just, you know, being aggressive, man. And so, um, I, honestly, I like when Rondo handles the ball. The team uh, seems to flow it, really from a team perspective. It flows a lot smoother. Honestly, seems to be it's night not, and day difference as we're watching the yeah, game when he's in there. Totally. Totally, totally. You know, he doesn't, you know, look, it's a superstar-driven league. So, you know, your superstars hold on to the ball. LeBron wants to make the play. and Sometimes he holds on to the ball too long to make a play, you know, to get an assist. Yeah, he makes uh, sometimes the right play, but sometimes the game can flow a lot easier if you just get off the ball. And so that's what I saw. I thought that he slowed the tempo down. I thought Denver picked it up. And I thought turnovers. I don't think Denver did anything any different, you know, to really keep them in the game other than keep Jokic, you know, um, out of foul trouble this time. Sure. Give him an opportunity to do what he did towards the end of the game. Sure. And, and when, when you're looking at a team like the Nuggets, who's, who's just really uh, defeated the odds through uh, all of these playoff rounds so far, what what do you credit that to? Obviously, you can't say I'm on paper talent to talent. They they should not have. They should not be where they are. So this just is this chalk it up to chemistry? Is this chalk it up to spirit? What what do you, what do you what do you chalk up the the Denver Nuggets success to? Which it, it's definitely success at this point, regardless of what happens. Well, several factors. You know, it's a good organization. You know, from top to bottom. You know, they got you know uh, Calvin Booth at the top, Booth is a personal friend of mine, know very well. Uh, he's a very heady guy. I think they put the right team together, which creates the right t- chemistry. And, uh, you know, I think, like I said, it's a superstar-driven league, but uh, it, it's something about chemistry and getting guys to play the right way, a la Miami Heat right now. Yep. You know, you know, and so uh, it, it's it's good to see because, you know, I love to watch guys go one-on-one. I love to watch talented ball players do their thing, but, you know, I mean, God, I mean, you got to say it, it's fun watching Denver. It's fun watching Miami Heat style of play. Kind of reminds you of, I don't want to say Golden State, but Golden State moves the ball. I mean, they find mm-hmm. a way to, to play real basketball, you know, in a, in a star-driven league. And so um, I think, you know, credit Mike Malone, you know, for making adjustments. I think he's, uh, you know, a, a very good coach. Uh, Jamal Murray. So I think you can credit their 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 success in several things. The, the you know evolution of Jamal Murray. I mean, he's a true superstar doing what he's doing now. He's consistent. I didn't think he was going to be able to manage this. I thought that duel between him and Donovan Mitchell was a sort of a one time thing. I had no idea he was going to be able to sustain this level of play. So I'm very impressed. Um, and so. You know, Denver, they, they do well, man. They, they maximize what from their role players, which I think any team in the NBA that can get just enough out of the role players will always be successful. So they find a way to get it done, playing through their center. They can play through their guard. They got different looks that they can give you. They're a tough team to beat. Yeah. 
yeah, they're definitely a tough out. I don't know, guys. I find myself myself struggling. Usually, years pass when the Lakers in the playoffs. I have a villain team, but our villain team just laid an egg, and they're gone. I I mean, Boston is Boston, but there's no one on that team that I hate. So I'm like looking for someone to hate. Um, and I guess <laughs> if if we get to Miami, which it's 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 a, there's a, a likeliness there. Um, that brings up Jimmy Butler, and you have a player like Jimmy Butler. When when you have a player like Jimmy Butler who bounced around from team to team, and and in a sense, it, it really was uh, something that seemed like possibly he was uh, the toxic nature in the locker room. That's what was going on. Now he seems vindicated, and it seems as though no, he just was really asking for the most and trying to get the most out of his team and the teams that he was on in Philly and Minnesota just wasn't uh, accomplishing that. Is that is that a proper fan perspective? Would you say, Samaki? I totally agree, one hundred percent. I think uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler has a throwback mentality, and uh, in, in the league that's definitely gotten a lot younger, and so. You know, it seems like you kind of have to step on eggshells and, and approach the young generation a different way now, you know, and, and, and you probably should. But I, one thing I do like about Jimmy Butler that he doesn't just talk to talk, he walks to walk. It's one thing if you're up on guys, guys' cases, but you're not actually producing. But he's, he's definitely, you know, making sure that he leads by example. And, um, and he's been consistent. And I love the energy that he's been able to provide for this team and, and you know, kudos to you know, Pat Riley. Oh, you know, it. for pulling the plug on Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's he's have a natural knack for finding Udonis Haslam's for Jimmy Butler's guys of that nature, and so. I'm looking forward to this team being successful for a long time. Yeah, because they're a destination for sure now. Yeah, you know what's funny about like Jimmy Butler? I always thought about like every time he goes to a team, um, they they perform well, um, and and then when he leaves that team. They don't do as good, and, and while the the narrative, while he's always on that team, is always surrounded about he's you know he's you know he's at first with a cancer, uh, you know on their teams, but you see right now if you look at Philadelphia in particular, I mean they paid mm. how much for Tobias Harris mm. and also mm. I think Al Horford, and if they would have just kept that team together and have three headed monster of, of Simmons. Embiid and Butler, they would still be playing in this playoff today, and they would actually, they would be one of the teams to beat. And I would, I would bet that we were probably the Lakers would probably see them in the finals because I really believe that he had something about him being who he was. It matched the city of Philadelphia. They love that gritty nature, and they they responded to him. If the problem was, you know, they didn't want to pay him the money, and so now he goes to you know. Uh, a, Pat Riley, which recognizes that over there in Miami, and he loves those gritty right. guys. You know that, and he's at home. You know, and and everyone wants to learn, and everyone wants to follow his lead. So, I'm so happy for Jimmy Butler to be in a spot where he's now being respected and loved uh, properly because he's he's well the love is well overdue. Oh, one hundred percent. Some about a guy that's a blue collar player who you know, has the ability. The thing about Jimmy Butler is that, you know, he didn't, obviously he didn't come in the league as a superstar. He was a guy who was a defensive player. So he has a blue collar mentality. You know, he doesn't need a lot of touches to be able to produce. He's productive. He's efficient. And he'll do anything that you ask him to do on the floor. And he hasn't lost his identity as a defensive player as he's evolved as an offensive player. And so that's rare. You know, Kawhi Leonard is another guy. You know, obviously Jimmy Butler's not Kawhi, but they cut from the same cloth. And it, there's no secret why those guys go to teams and have an impact right away. Well, you know, you know, I always say, you know, it's hard over talent sometimes, you know, and Facts. and you you got to, you know, and that's why going getting back over to the Lakers and the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if you look at if you look at the first game, oh yeah, no, 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 hey, we, we, we got to do the show. We got to do the show. Yeah, we go, hey, yeah. when, when you when you look at when you when you look at that first the first game, you know the first game pointed out a lot of things to me because they were getting blown out by twenty points. I mean, Lakers were playing right. great ball, but one thing about them, they were playing hard. They were playing like they they. Um, you know, it was, the game was close, and they had the potential to win the game when everybody knew that they couldn't, but they still was playing hard. And that's what's scary to me in, in a sense because if we have a bad game, now we have a situation like we had today. You know, and, and what I don't understand is 
The Lakers need to understand that because they, they got past Utah. I got that, you know, evenly matched team. Look, 2020, there, there was <laughs> 2020. There are uh, so many things in 2020 that was not supposed to happen. You know, I, Kobe wasn't supposed to die. We weren't supposed to be wearing masks. You know, I could just, we just could right. calm down. We, you know, my kids are actually supposed right. to be going to school. See, you know, mm. all, all, all these things that were supposed but to happen. I think it's all good now. Right. Because look, now look, the Clippers are where right. they're supposed to be and the Lakers are but where they're supposed that, to that's be. My, that's <laughs> my point. Everything's like, reversed we, and everything's back we, to normal we, now. We shouldn't finally. be playing basketball in October. Like, who, you know, you know he's <laughs> going for a championship. And the only thing that was supposed to happen didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, because because you know it's, it's the Clippers. Clippers. <laughs> you know, I just think everyone overlooked what was supposed to happen with the Clippers. Right. And right but it. but the reason why that didn't happen though, getting back to it, is is because of the heart of Denver, and and that's what you know, and they have the talent. Jokic has the heart and the talent. Um, the, the, I, I would say uh, you know Jamal Murray has the heart and the talent. Now we actually have the talent too. We just need to, you know, make sure that Rondo is the one to me, the heartbeat of the team, that that kind of, you know, because everybody has. When you say that everybody has to have a personality, uh, you know, one player or two players that have to have the personality of the team, and they have right. to abide, you know, go by that in order to push through, you know, these difficult times. Oh yeah, no, 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 I, go ahead. No, please go. No, I think Rondo's definitely, you know, you got to have the personality of the team. And I think Rondo, and everybody respect Rondo as the leader. You can see the energy when Rondo's on there. They they move different when the when Rondo has the ball. Obviously, LeBron's a star, and he he, he puts guy where he wants them. But Rondo is, is this mentality, I think, you know, he's been there before. He's respected. Yeah. Obviously, he's won a championship. He's led superstars, veteran guys. He's been trusted with a veteran team with Paul Pierce and those guys, the Ray Allen's and Garnett. And so he's earned his stripes, you know, around the league. And he's considered to be a basketball savant. Yeah. And I think even LeBron respects him because LeBron gets off of the ball a lot of times when he's in the game. I think he's one of LeBron's, you know, respect in that regard. And so, um, look, man, the Lakers got a lot of leaders on there. I know Jason Kidd has some input on the sideline. And, and you know, but... The heart of the soul, I would have to say, yeah, it would be, you know, obviously, you know, LeBron. Yeah. You know, LeBron's been there before. Look, this guy's been at the multiple finals when he was in the East. You know, he's he's earned the stripes. You know, he's had the downfall. He's been the, the enemy of the league when he left Cleveland was going for Miami with the decision. And so he's he's evolved into a you know, a leader now. Mm. Is he a killer? Is he a killer? Does that mean he's assassin? Does he have the assassin gene of the Kobe and Jordan? No. I'm waiting for that. Thank you. A- absolutely not. I want to give you a fist it. pump right now, man. <laughs> you get a, you get a virtual <laughs> fist pump. Yeah. So you know that it. You know I don't think it. You know that's him. You can't compare. Look, Michael and Kobe are are, are different different beasts. That's just the reality of it. The way they played the game, the way they were ele- able to elevate the mentality above the rest of the league and so um, you know I don't really you know put and I love LeBron I think he's one of the best to ever played the game um, I think he's you know Magic 2.0 you know with, with incredible physical gifts uh, but you know Michael Jordan Kobe not to get off the subject no. or no, you're, or you're elite assets yeah you know what you know that's what he was right right no hey, yeah 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 and so Mikey this is where this is where I want you to be but let me let me ask you something you know, you, know, you, right where you, know uh, you you played the game and you played with the these people so let me let me ask you this because you know I always I mean I'm big 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 on heart and what I've you know have have said and, and debated with. You know, obviously the debates I've had with a whole lot of people who don't like my position, but I've always said that if you, it, what I really mean and how I can explain it, I said if you remember the Sacramento Kings, and I always said that if Chris Webber had Mike Bibby's heart, then there's a possibility the Lakers may have lost the game because I think Chris mm. Webber, I, I think Chris Webber had, I mean, he had all the talent in the world, but man, Mike Bibby was ice cold to me. 
Okay, I have a ice question. Cold. Is it heart? Is it heart? I, I kind of I look at it a little different, and and from a fan's perspective, and I wonder is it is it players who have one speed versus players who have two speeds? I think it's heart. Okay, well maybe it's heart, but you have a you have a Kobe. He always played one way. All or nothing. You have Jordan played one way, all or nothing. And then you have a Kawhi, and you have, let's say, a LeBron even, a Kawhi who does load management and decides, you know, some days I'm going to do this, some days I don't. Um, LeBron, you know, some days he seems to really play aggressive, and other days he seems to kind of take it off. He has those different gears, and I don't think as a fan, especially fans that grew up, most fans, we're, we're a little older, but most fans that grew up watching Kobe, I don't think they like that. I think that's what scares him. I think, is that, I mean, you call Whoa. it heart, but is it just two speeds? I mean, well, yeah. Go ahead, I mean, answer to Mikey. Okay, I was. I was no, I'll be interesting. Go ahead. No, elaborate I, on that. Well, yeah, because it, it's where I was elaborating earlier. It's, it's kind of hard being, uh, you know, us being our age and watching Kobe for those 20 years and seeing a type of way of winning. We, we, we've right. seen Jordan, so Imagine. we're used to Jordan. And then there's like Jordan 2.0 and Kobe, and it's still the same. We see this 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 formula works. You know, we see it works all the time. And now, like we, I mean, we got a we got a new generation, and the generation it doesn't get coached the same way. And you know, and so when you look at the players, you have you know LeBron James would rather win with everybody than be the sole guy. To take all the shots and have that all fall, which is great. I mean, like you said, we're, we're talking about killers, assassins, and that's great. Um, I like, you know, I, I mean, Magic Johnson, as much as he passed, I mean, when it came down to the shot, Magic took the last shot. And you trusted him. <laughs> you trusted him, though. <laughs> so, See, I trust Magic. You know, it doesn't matter what, what he did, you know, the 40, you know, 46 minutes. It's the last two. I trust Magic. You know? Right. But um, uh, Samaki Walk, I want to ask you a question because um, well, I, let, let me answer mine first. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> you want to go know? Ahead, go ahead, money okay. No, hey, I, you know, Samaki, what do you think about that though? If 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 Chris Webber would have had Mike Bibby's heart, you know, because what what do you think? Do you think that uh, the Kings would have had an opportunity to maybe pull 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 those games off? I think Chris Webber was a killer, man. Mm-hmm. I think uh, talent wise, I really, I, yeah, I think yeah, he was. Maybe very he talented, played against him, but I think he was—he was a dog, though. I ain't gonna lie, he was—he was—he was tough to cover, and you know, and um, I don't know if he was the vocal leader on the team, but he had that personality. But he was one of those guys that you know played, you know, played, you know, played angry. I mean, he had—I mean, he—he he was a, a, a huge piece of that team. Um, I I don't know, man. I mean, I can't say that it was it was hard. I don't know if it's just being not being a, a vocal leader, but the difference between guys today and to guys now is that just going back to the LeBron is that it, it's look social media era. So these guys now have brand, huge brand yeah. that that they try to protect, and so it's kind of developed this this whole new personality and things of that nature and so go ahead that was that was there though because that's been there for a while as far as guys avoiding the dunk contest now now yeah, maybe, the, maybe yeah. the difference yeah. is that not as many players at that time had a brand now everybody has a brand because everyone there has a go. voice on social media but it, it, it happened back then because they would avoid dunk contests cause that's they, true yeah or, yeah or, get, or getting dunked on no that's it too yeah <laughs> getting posterized <laughs> yeah, yeah, so 100%. And I think that, to your point, I think you just described it well. I think more people now, more players have a brand. And so, yeah, and, you know, LeBron, you know, look, look, it, there's some times where he looks like he's, you know, being careful about things, going about things. And so I've seen several of these players, you know, you know, do that in this era. And I'm sure it's older players, you know, we don't necessarily agree with it and, Mm-hmm. We don't we we call it no soft, but that's no that's this, this is the league today. Yeah. It's the league today. That's yep. that it is. Okay, let's let's move on to to a, you have another or can we move on to a funner topic? Funner, no. a more <laughs> fun topic. Let's, let's, yeah. A more fun topic. Okay, we're, 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 I, I'd like I'd like to hear Samaki's take. Uh, the Clippers, the Clippers, they were the favorites all year, even though they didn't have the record. They were the Clippers all year. 
I mean, they had they were the favorites and such. Yeah, the ESPN champion. What happened, <laughs> Samaki? From a, you've been in the locker room. What? What did? You, first of all, did you see signs leading up to it that maybe fans and media didn't see, or, or were you as shocked as everybody else that this was the outcome? Oh no, there were definitely signs. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, my my point was once Montrez Harold left, you know, the bubble and things of that nature. Jermichael Green came in and played well. I thought he was fluid. I thought the Clippers were flowing. I thought when he came back, Doc made the mistake of trying to integrate him too fast. And when you have superstars who are playing ISO basketball, you have to get the other guys moving. And I just saw guys standing around. And what Jermichael Green was did, you know, he was able to become a floor spacer. Not only that, he was getting offensive rebounds. He was playing very well at a high level. And I thought it gave them a different kind of continuity. And so it's a hard decision. I know Don has to make, you know, uh, uh, you have Lou Williams and you have um, Montrezl Harold at that second unit. and that, But at the same time, you know, I thought that really changed the dynamics. I thought why they were able to double him a lot because even though they were able to hit Montrez a lot on the slip, it's not the same. He didn't have the same space. Mm-mm. And so... Um, I seen it. Yeah, I, I seen it coming. Uh, I seen. I didn't have. Look, I like Zubat. He's a young player who's developed over the years. I love the way the league has been patient with his development. Um, but look, he's 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 not. And he's improved a lot, but he's not a, a dominant center in the, in the league. He's not a rim protector. Uh, he didn't stand a chance against Jokic. No. And I didn't think that you can have. Him as you're just him as you're big in this league and think you were going to go, you know, uh, like when the big play against the big teams like the Lakers and think we were going to win seven games. Even as good as Paul and Kawhi were, and Paul looked was very inconsistent this year. There were times where he disappeared. Uh, in my opinion, I think that this game is, is really built around a lot of the off the dribble. He has a really interesting, nice slashing game where it's very exciting to watch. But sometimes you just need to simplify the game. You just need to get to your spots, either, especially in the playoffs. You need to get to the free throw line. That's why I love Kawhi. Mm-hmm. You know, he's straight to the point. Not, not a bunch of gimmicks in his spot. And he's fishing. Yeah, put the pressure on the rats. And that's, and, you know, Paul George, he gets hot. But when he fades away and his shot's not going in, you know, he doesn't have anything simplified. Like, watch Kobe. Get to your elbow. Get to your bench post. You know, that's why I love Jason Tatum and what he's beginning to involve into because he's learning this. And so, yeah, I've seen some holes in the Clippers that I didn't think that, that I thought that would be uh, exposed, you know, with the right team. And I'm not surprised Denver came back because, um, <clears throat> you know, heart. this is, uh, yeah, the heart. And not only that, <laughs> I just thought Denver made a mistake the first game. I thought that they tried to, to, to bring, or Jamal Murray and those guys tried to play the same game that they came, they had just finished with Utah. So let's give the ball to Jamal Murray. Let's ride this hot wave and let's, you know, play around that. And Jokic didn't really get involved at all the first game. And so that didn't work. You know, that's not who Denver is. They're a unit. They play through Murray. They play through Jokic and things of that nature and, and, and get other guys involved. And that's just hard basketball to guard. The same way Draymond plays for Golden State. Yeah, you know, you know I got to tell you, uh, Samaki, you know, on Tuesday – I went on ESPN. I saw that um, the Clippers were favored by seven and a half. I immediately called my homeboy and said, "Hey, man, put money on the Nuggets," because there was no way, I, <laughs> there was no way that it, that that number one it was it was going to be seven and a half points. I knew either it was going to be a dog fight or the Nuggets were going to blow them out. And I, of course, I can say that now because that's what happened. But I just didn't see it, like I said, because I, I, everything for me from a fan perspective is all about heart. What kills me about, you know, ESPN, everything. Now, every, you know, everybody's great on Monday and Tuesday, but on Wednesday, they need to blow up the team. And, 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 and <laughs> right. Doc is not a great coach anymore. And, and, and Kawhi is – they, they, t- they want to take away – dump this load they management wanna, They want to take away Kawhi's accolades and – and, and, and right, right, I'm right, like, right, right. I'm like, you guys are you guys are wilding out now. I PG, I think he's still in Oklahoma because he ain't played. He didn't have <laughs> any good games, really. You know, for the whole 
uh, uh, the whole time he was in the bubble. But that's followed him though through his career, right? Bit, so you know, it, it, it's it, and and Kawhi is the player that just comes and does his job and leaves. So again, I think it has to do a lot with the heartbeat of the team, um, and I just think that really wasn't projected. Well, you know? one thing I heard, um, I mean, was not after you know they lost. Um, Chemistry issues was uh, the, one of the biggest uh, takeaways from you know the, I guess their uh, collapse, and um, they 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 put it all the way back to not because of you know low management wasn't good for them they didn't take the regular season uh, seriously at all, um, and that's where you build your chemistry. You see what the Lakers look like right now when they basically they're just a family, um, and if you have a team that has been playing together for so long and then you add two new pieces and then those two new pieces come and get time off on the clock and you still have to go ahead and keep that team afloat after a while something's going to happen i mean you could be friends but they're going to look at the coach and be like okay man what's really going on i mean cuz at the at the same time we're winning the game winning these games just for those guys to get the accolades because when they're going to win they're going to say it was Kawhi they're going to say it's PG but it was those other guys that had to keep the team afloat. So it was a lot of stuff that I thought that was, you know, just in terms of just outside of just the, off the court that I thought that was really, you know, was magnified once they lose. Because, right, you know, put the light on something, you know, all the roaches come out. You know, so it's so that's so that's what I thought what was really a big, you know, thing. But um, there was a, one thing else I wanted to ask you, Samaki. Um so there was a picture flowing around. Uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. It's uh, uh, Jason Tatum. He went and he went for Game Three. He rocked, um, uh, I think it was a Kobe jersey, I mean a Kobe shirt, and some uh, Lakers shorts. Pretty much. Now I don't know about you, um, but I don't think anybody on the Laker team can rock a uh, Larry Bird shirt in the playoffs, especially <laughs> especially when we have an opportunity to maybe even play them in the finals. I don't know. I mean, that's just to me. I look. I, I I know homage. I know you know. You old I, I school that. now. You old school. But I, you know what I'm saying. But, but it's does, like doesn't Kobe overrule? No, 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 no. Not as a Boston dude, fan. I mean, I like Tatum. I like Tatum's game. You know, I, but I, I I like Tatum. I like Kawhi because I know they learn from the school of Kobe. But you, you, you rocking. I mean, come on, man. If I was Boston, if I was, come on. They, they are the enemy. We are Again, the arch enemy. This is not. Guys, I think we living in a. I think, look, look, I feel your pain. But I think that uh, those days in which the rivals that we known and that, that, that energy that we used to, that we would love to wish is still there, that's been gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wasn't it, well, wasn't it funny yeah. back then, though, man? Wasn't it? I mean, oh, man. I mean, oh. <laughs> I mean wow. so, Mikey, you, you wasn't, you wasn't, you know, you didn't call Vladi Divac or Chris Weber and say, hey, let's go on a boat, on a yacht and have a banana vacation. Boat yeah. <laughs> you don't do that. You know, or like, friends. I, I loved it when Doug Christie, you know, went, ran through the, uh, not went Doug Christie, oh, Rick yeah. Fox. Rick Fox, Rick Fox ran through the tunnel ah. on the other side to get Doug Christie, and yeah. it was a preseason game. Which, which, by the way, yeah. you would probably have a, a, a <laughs> great perspective of what really happened because I know you were on, <laughs> I know yeah. you were on the team during that match. Yeah, so what, what were you thinking? Let's, yeah, let's yeah, talk about you. What were you thinking? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's that was like 20 years ago, man, so you can go ahead and say whatever you want about that. She's famous now. <laughs> no, I was no, I was actually man, I was I was surprised because it happened so fast. <laughs> and Rick and Rick made a quick decision. They both got ejected and next thing yep. you know, Rick must have went around the back way and ran down the other end. And so all you've seen was people going towards the end of the Sacramento way. And so Rick must have ran down there really fast because by the time we got down there, they already had gotten a hold of each other. <laughs> and it was funny because you've seen uh I've seen uh, Doug Christie's wife come running out of the stand. She was right in the middle of it, yeah. grabbing and swinging. And so that was, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. Like you said, those days were were unique within itself, man. You don't have that anymore. But guys are really, you know, look, we didn't have AAU basketball, so guys didn't grow up like that. Hey, know, so what – I, I gotta ask you one more question. What did you think about when Doug Christie's wife came out there and wanted to? <laughs> oh, she was a rider, and she was a rider. And uh, we, you know, we are, you know, we had heard stories that she was a rider that she didn't take no stuff anyway. So yeah. 
TV to, to see her come out there, you know, to make a big shack. It was shack. <laughs> Doug. Fox <laughs> and her all in there. Then you got her in the middle of it. It's like, okay. I mean, she's still she's still cracking right now. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, she, I, mean, I mean, she's a star, man. <laughs> she's a star and in the she, league. She still don't take no crap. Like, yeah. hey, she, you ain't lying. I've seen a couple episodes on there. Yeah, she's some real deal. So, she, so you like about, hey, yeah, about that's that real life. her for real, for real. That's for real, for real. That, don't, that ain't no front. None. None. That's real. Samaki, tell everyone, let everyone know a little bit about what you're doing because you are so active and you're really into doing some good things. Let, let all our uh, listeners uh, know what you've been doing and what you've been up to. Number one, man, I'm just really enjoying, you know, life away from basketball. I'm being a, you know, a father. And uh, number one, you know, just get dedicated so much time the basketball from a young kid, man, it's just so refreshing to, to, to be a normal person, you know, and enjoy it. And so, in my career, I got a chance to travel around the world, you know, as a, you know, international basketball player. And so, it just changed perspectives on my life, man. It really put things in perspective and allowed me to enjoy some of the final, simpler things. And, you know, I started Life Choices Foundation, which was predicated, you know, to teaching kids awareness about life and, you know, finances and you know, Bank of America came in and did some cool things and, and teaching, you know, kids about, you know, finance. Which, for whatever reason, they do not teach in school. Uh, 100%. Yeah, for whatever so. reason, they do not teach in school, <laughs> and we can only assume they want us to stay ignorant. But we yeah, won't think, go there. I That's think, a different topic. I, I, yeah, I think they want to spend that bread. But, yeah, yeah. man, it's all... I've uh, been doing some training. Look, I've had a, some awesome time getting a chance to work with kids. I stay connected with basketball. Started playing basketball, which I've trained, you know, kids, man, from six on up, man. And it's just so awesome getting a chance to see the next generation grow and use basketball as a platform, you know, to connect with these kids. I had no idea. Look, I knew we were stars and things, but this training as a trainer – the responsibility on a daily basis when these kids come to you, how they talk to you, how they look up to you, man, it's really awesome. You know, they don't really get a chance to touch you as a player when you're a player. They may admire you, but they don't get a chance to really be hands-on. So this really allows me to be, you know, a normal person, hands-on, and I'm enjoying it, you know, man. So thanks for asking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, if somebody, you, you brought up Prime Basketball, if somebody was interested in getting more information about that, is there a website? Uh, no website, man. You can no. follow me on Instagram. Yeah. And what I do is, is, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't really train a lot of kids. For me, it's, it's I get introduced to, to kids who, you know, some kids sometimes through, you know, all various situations through word of mouth. Man. Sure, so, yeah. And so for me, like I said, it's organic. I'm really not trying to be, you know, training full time and things yeah. like that. It's really, like I said, it, it's just as much as a, a refreshing platform for me as it is for me being able to give back to these kids. That's awesome. Okay, wh- one more question before you go. You brought yeah. up the kids. Uh, I-, I think I know the answer because we're all parents here, but uh, a bigger challenge, getting the kids into college and getting them, keeping them straight or winning a title in the NBA? <laughs> Ooh. Because <laughs> there's a lot of parents listening right now. They want to know if, 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 if when, when, they, when they've raised beautiful kids, if they've actually done something that's an accomplishment like an NBA title. I think it is, but uh, uh, no, it's special, right? It is awesome. Let me tell you something, man. It's about, that's what it's about. Right. You know, it's about getting your kids to college and letting them experience, you know, life. And so as a parent, man, if you're able to experience that, man, pat yourself on the back because it's, you have to look. You, you, you. It's not easy. You know, any parent knows that it's it's not easy. And so, uh, if you guys, you got know, you guys got you know young kids. So yeah, uh, yeah. So it would be an awesome experience. I have uh, you know a son at UMass. I have a daughter at Rutgers, and a son. You know, this is going to be a freshman this year at the University of Colorado, in which I'm interested in seeing Tab Boyle get his hands on him. And so. I'm looking forward, man, just traveling this year, bouncing around, you know, being a fly on the wall and all me. So I'm lucky. I'm really blessed, man. That's awesome. Hey, so we're going to let you go in a minute, but I got to ask you one more question. Yep. Man, how come it took you so long to give that money to Kobe, man? <laughs> what you talking about, man? Yeah, what you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. It may have been a rumor or something about, I guess you lost a bet. 
And then Kobe was, you know, was trying to get his money from Uh-oh. you. You were taking a little long. If it ain't true, it ain't true, man. Sounds like it ain't true. <laughs> no, it's a true story. Oh, okay. oh, there you go. It's true. True story. It's a true story. Okay. All right. No, it's a true story. It really happened. Like I said, it wasn't. It didn't. It, it, it wasn't uh, a situation where it took long to, to get him. I really, I, I wish, I wish he was still around so we can ask him. That would yeah. be good. You know That'd what was sweet. what was on his mind that day, but. No, it wasn't. You know, I, I don't think it was truly over a hundred dollars. I think something else was going on, you know, personally in his life at that time, which, you know, he later revealed, which I don't think is necessary to talk about. But uh, no, it's, it's okay. you know, he's, he's he's straight up one hundred. That's my guy, and we all. And after that, we became, you know, close and got a chance to, to sit down and talk, man. But uh, but yeah, it, it happened. It's a true story. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I will say this though. You know, that was one thing that I loved about Kobe. Um, obviously, the twenty years that he gave, like you know, his blood, sweat, and tears with the Lakers, um, and the championship, championships he gave, and the, and the whole mama mentality that he created. But man, when after he retired, man, I loved the dad that he became. You know, I loved. You know, I have two daughters. He had four daughters or three daughters at the time. Um, man, it, it's it, you know the, the the dedication that he put back into the family is it was everything for me, and that's really really what I appreciate just enjoying and watching. Well, what I think he did, man, and what a lot of us do, man. You know, most of us, a lot of guys, a lot of players you hear now that that's retired, that's really enjoying the fate of their life, but. Yeah. To see, I think what for us, it was just good to see Kobe, who was portrayed as, you know, some time of villain, to be able to see the softer side of him. So I think we were, a lot of us were surprised to see that he was able to evolve so fast. And I think that's always been him. I think that Kobe is straight business, you know, on the court that's as a professional. Right. This is the way he approached his daily life as a professional basketball player. And I think now, you know, he was able to show us this is who I really am. And I think, you know, it was it was really good for all of us to see that. And I think for the guys who are, are you know, future basketball players who are who reached the pinnacle of success to see his transformation. Awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Before we let you go, one second here. We have uh, we're live also on YouTube and Facebook right now. So we have some listeners and some followers who uh, leave some comments, and I'm just going to give them some shout outs. Uh, one of our uh, listeners and actually fellow uh, season ticket holders, Seth Brown, has been listening. Christine O'Connell has been listening, and also a good friend of the show, Daniel Artest. He gave you a shout out. Said that's my guy, Big Samaki. Daniel, what up? Daniel, Daniel. We're good friends with Daniel. You know, he has a podcast now, and we we love to support him. Uh, we got. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, he's yeah, got okay. he's got his own podcast now, and uh, he's been a guest on our show. And he's awesome. He's awesome. He's a great guy. So, uh, yeah, he's worth checking out. Um, we've got uh, everyone here again. Dre James. We've got uh, Rapland L. Bryant. So a lot of people reaching out and just wanted to say hi to you, Big Baby Jonathan. Of course, he's a huge Lakers fan. So uh, oh, they just want to reach out and say hi. Absolutely, Samaki. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank, thank, you. thank you for spending your evening with us and sharing your thoughts on these Lakers, Clippers, and everything else in between. Hey, man, it's been a true pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, Samaki, so, you know, one thing we do, anytime we have a guest on the show, we send them a shirt. So you make sure we'll we'll get in contact with you. Let us know what size you have. We'll get you some shirts out from the Profanity Nation. Absolutely. All right, man. I'm, don't let me have to hunt y'all down for my shirt. No, no, no. no, no. Hey, we'll hey, out on Instagram. They're they going to go out tomorrow, man. So just <laughs> make sure you get uh, you know, you know, We'll, we'll, we'll get in contact with you after the show for sure. And then we get those you out to it. you. All right. Thanks, Appreciate, you. Appreciate right, you, brother. Right. Appreciate you. Have a good one. All right. All right, thank you. Have a blessed one. Guys, that was great. Yeah. Uh, take a second here, everybody. Thank you for joining us. There's more to the show. We're going to take some phone calls here. Uh, but for a second, we're going to go ahead and pay another bill. <laughs> podcast has been brought to you by United One Protection Services. We do more than just security. We protect your livelihood. Whether it's commercial or residential needs, United One Protection Services has you covered. You can find them at unitedoneps.com. That's united, the number one, ps.com. Sal's Gumbo Shack. Down home cooking from the heart? It wouldn't make Sal so good. You'll feel like you're right at Mardi Gras. Go to Sal's Gumbo Shack right in the heart of Long Beach at 6148 Long Beach Boulevard, Long Beach, California, 90805. 
Call them at 562-422-8100. Sal's Gumbo Shack, bringing the bayou to you. And we're back. Thank you. Guys, Samaki Walker, how cool was that? Man, you know, he's a champion. I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you, you know, Samaki, so much. I mean, you, know, we, you, you were, did a great job. Played defense, man. I, I, when he came in there, that's what I was expecting, the engine and defense. He, <laughs> he, he brought it. You know, yeah, he brought, brought the that game. engine, man. I like that, man. He was really, I mean, a great, great, uh, you know, guest. So Yeah, and, 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 and a player, too, and a player, too. So we appreciate uh, him for coming in. Great insight. And he does great things in the community, and he's really helping out. And he's enjoying this time of life, which he should. He traveled a lot, played yeah. hard. He's got some great kids that he should be really happy and proud yep. about. That was wonderful. Yep. Uh, guys, okay, so we'll continue the talk on the Lakers because we're going to take some calls. But all the Lakers and everything's wonderful with the Lakers. That isn't quite the same in Sparksland. In Sparksland, unfortunately, the Sparks were eliminated from the playoffs in a single elimination, which technically was the second round, but I believe they had a bye in the first round. Yeah. So, um, it's a, I, I think we really thought that they had a chance. So, this was underachieving. It's, it seemed that, you know, we picked up on possibly some chemistry issues that, that, that we pointed out in that one press conference that we yeah. saw. And then they really seemed to get it together. But if you watch that last game, guys, they, the, the camera happened to pan to Derek, uh, Coach Derek Fisher, during a timeout. And they what they played just, to me, sounded like chemistry issues. He was just calling out his team, saying that uh, it appeared that they were already on vacation, had already flown away, or already on their uh, overseas obligations. That screams chemistry to me. What do you think, Pat? You know, it it does. I mean, especially the way they fizzled out. Uh, they, they they had that, that run where they were like nine in a row, um, and it looked like they were like unstoppable, and they were right there almost over to take, you know, the aces. And uh, once they got closer to the playoffs, um, you know, they looked like they took their foot off the gas. And, I mean, when it comes to high-level basketball, or even just sports in general, you know you can't do that, especially when everybody's trying to get a chip. So, you know, the fact that they came in there, um, it looks like, uh, you know, the effort wasn't there. I think they lost to the Sun uh, mm-hmm. uh, 73 59. So, I mean, they, that, they were pretty much, and they were really out of it from the beginning. They lost the before they showed up. Yeah. And so, you know, we just hope this is a new experience. Hopefully, they, you know, they get the chemistry issues over. And once they, you know, next season, that after everything is, you know, back in Staples Center, hopefully, uh, you know, they can uh, get another shot at it. You know, Money, Derek isn't exactly liked as the Sparks head coach. There's reasons for that going to past season for benching Candace Parker and such. This season, I'm sure they're going to find a, a way to blame him. And I, I don't know. I, I generally do point chemistry issues to the coach unless you have some sort of toxic uh, player involved with the team. And I don't believe that's the case with the Sparks. What, <laughs> he's our boy. We love him. Derek Fisher, right? So, yeah. you know, but is he in jeopardy? No, I think, you know, he's only what? This is only his second year. I mean, I think you got to give any coach three years uh, minimum to kind of create the culture on the team. Um, they had some new players this year. They had Simone come on there who, you know, she has a, she's a big personality. She's somebody that, that has to come and, and put her will in on the team. We, you saw that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you need another year or two for that to kind of be integrated along with, you know, Derek. So that way she, you know, you have – a coach, and then you have a player, you know, player coach, and if you have that next year, you know they could definitely, um, especially with a full season under right. some, yeah. some some slightly more normal circumstances, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it does seem like it would be unfair to hold a coach accountable for his performance in the wobble. We'll say, although <laughs> coaches have been let go from the NBA, but yeah. You know that, that's it is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I think Derek needs at least another one more, um, one more season. One with more this season, squad. especially it would be one thing if if they were like five hundred in the bubble. I mean, you know they they got up to a rough start. You know, you know again it was, you know, trying to 
get the adjustment of the time zone and what time you play and things like that. They got what eight eight game winning streak, nine, nine game winning, nine winning, exactly winning streak. You know, so he, you know, he obviously was getting to him at the ten, at that time. You know, maybe they just speak too fast. Yeah. So you know, and so those are things that we just have to go and work on. You know, for next season, yeah, they'll be okay. It'll be okay, guys. Uh, I think we have someone who may be calling in again. Uh, let's see who may be on the phone here. Hold tight. Hello, Profanity Nation. Oh, they're calling in. Hello. Hello. What's poppin'? What's good? <laughs> What's good, What's good? Bro? Big baby Jonathan baby. with What's the wordy poppin'? clap. Our favorite of the yeah. show. What's up, big baby? Not much, man. Just ju- juice, man. AD, man. Came at clutch, man. I ran. Down the street, I said, he hit that game winning man. I'm, I ran like three blocks talking myths because there was a Clipper fan three blocks from my house. So you ran all the way to the Clipper fan? Yeah, he was just talking. He kept texting me. You know? <laughs> so, so, still talking? I know. He said, yeah. what the, he says, I thought his phone got shut hey, off. You gotta, you gotta appreciate that, man. You know, yeah. You know, at least he didn't try to jump on the bandwagon, at least. Yeah, I know AD hit that game winner, but LeBron didn't do well in that fourth quarter. No, he off. didn't. LeBron, man, you know we we can't have that, man. I'm happy no, you agree can't. with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you, well, you, you know how I feel about LeBron, huh? But a bit, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big baby's a, a judge too. He, you know, he, I see him online all the time, and he's saying, "Don't be afraid." Just well, you're you're, yeah. you're fair. You're just saying, "Don't be afraid to criticize yeah. the guy." Yeah, that, that as fans we have every right to. If they play bad, we could call them out. Hey, but a lot of LeBron fans are ba- they baby LeBron. Oh, he had 23 points. It's all good. No, there. I think zero points in the fourth quarter, or two points, somewhere around there. Still, so you gotta do better, man. No, nineteen points in the first half, seven points in the second half. Yeah, that's unacceptable. That's that's unacceptable unacceptable. for somebody who is the goat. I mean, I don't understand. Everybody keeps on (laughs) crowning this guy, you know, and and I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, let me. Hey, Big Bay, let me ask you. You know, because I I know you heard the show, so but I'm gonna ask the question again. You you've been a Laker fan probably as long as we have all been. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen Lakers up, good team in the playoffs, up by with a minute and twenty seconds left in the game? We have the ball, and us <laughs> have to depend on the game with a shot. Have you have you ever seen that? Nope. Usually execute, close them out. There you go. There you go. <laughs> right. And, and and all these LeBron fans quit babying LeBron. If he has a bad game, call him out. Quit being soft. Right. Right. You know, right. Call, call him out. Yeah. This dude started playing baseball, sliding into home plate. <laughs> yeah. And but the game. I, that's a five point switch, man. I'm. I mean, I'm yeah. really upset about that because me too. Because the, these Nuggets, you know, I don't know if you saw what I saw. Um, Man, you know, game one, let's not look at game two. Game one, they were playing. They were playing as hard and tough as they could, mm-hmm. even though they were down by 20. Yeah. And, and so that shows that they have heart. We have to execute and play 48 minutes on, to this team. If not, we're not going to be able to win. No. Yeah, most definitely, man. Shout out to Dwight, man. He brought that toughness. He's bringing that. He, I like when Dwight's doing. He's talking that mess. I love it. But the hey, referees, man, yeah, you, referees you, be calling some bullshit stuff calls, man, on Dwight. <laughs> but you know what? But, hey, but, okay, so look, look. This, this is my take on Dwight. See, so first game, Dwight did all the veteran stuff, veteran superstar uh, stuff, right? Yeah. And, and he got away with it because he was a veteran. You know, and, and but he he realized game two he wasn't a superstar anymore, and I think that to me kind of because he was doing the same thing, and then thing, the call started going the other way, and I think mm-hmm. that's just I think Dwight has to understand his place that he can't be as um, blatant with with, with with his physicality. What, yeah. what I saw, you tell me, this is Simsta, uh, big baby. What, what I saw was two players on the Lakers squad, Dwight and Kuz. They took it personal and played with emotion. They took it yeah. personal and played with emotion. Yeah, they did. Because so, uh, Michael Ford Jr. scored on Kuzma. Kuzma's like, all right, let me go back at you. And then he, like, turns the ball over. You know, it's like, come on, Kuz. Well, yeah, the problem, and the problem with Kuzma was that he, um, you know, he started playing a one-on-one ball. And, and, yep. and, and, you know, so he has to get back into team ball and execute. He can't get up, he can't take anything personal when he's playing the game. Yeah, can I say something real quick? Laker Nation, let's stop talking about the San Diego Clippers. We're done. We're done joking around. They're at home. I'm tired of hearing about the San Diego Clippers. Yep, yep, they're done. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, they're done. And Clipper Darrow, 
own up to your bet, man. You man, need to there's Temecula, a lot of bets. My, you need to come to Temecula, man, where my big baby Johnson is, and you need to uh, have Profanity Nation spray paint Lakers on the... No, 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 no. Hey, but you know what he needs to do? He just needs to pick us up and re-roll out there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be down. Put up the tonga, you know, I have to wear my big baby jersey, man. The megaphone. Awesome, but yeah, the megaphone. But man, that game's not overall, man. I'm so excited about it. But I'm still, I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not happy. Hang on, hang on. Let's see. 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 Hey, this is Seth. What's up, Seth? How you doing? Good. How are you, Seth? Good, good. Thanks for calling, Seth. We've got Big Baby on the line. We've got Money Mike here. We've got Stat Pat. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? We're talking about the Lakers. We're talking about LeBron. What's your feelings on that? I'm loving what I'm seeing overall. Uh, I think they're all playing really well together. I'm loving what I'm seeing from uh, Dwight. I think Dwight's playing real strong. I think they were getting a little tic tacky with the with the calls. Yeah, me too. Um, but I think I I really like his effort. I like his heart. Um, I love what I'm seeing from Alex Caruso. I love how uh, <laughs> personal <laughs> the favorite sportscasters were calling him. You know, Gary Payton or Michael oh yeah, Jordan that was awesome. There. That was that was great. They called him um, Air Caruso today. Actually, <laughs> really pumping him up. It was great. Big big um, big baby. What do you, you think about Caruso? Loved his energy, loved his hustle, his great grind. I said, I love Alex Caruso game tonight. You know, he brought that decent toughness. He sparked our runs tonight. I loved his what energy. Was that? that? That's Big Baby on the line, and he was saying he loves uh, Alex Caruso's tenacity and that he really sparked the run. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Seth, uh, we know each other, or we all know each other because, you know, we're, we're fans and we're also season ticket holders of South Bay Lakers. So we know, we knew real early on what Alex Caruso brought to each game, whether it was South Bay or Lakers. But that brings us to a point that we were talking about earlier. If you were listening to the show, we were talking about players that either have heart, don't, or have two speeds. Caruso is a perfect example of that. He always had one speed, always played as hard as he could. It didn't matter what the score was. He was screaming and yelling from the sidelines or in the game. Is that heart, or is yeah. that just a player with two speeds? Well, I think I think to some extent it's heart because there are players with two speeds that sometimes just choose to watch the ball. Yep. And there are players with one speed that may be playing as fast as they can, but they may not have heart necessarily. Like you can see them get defeated. Sure. Though they're still trying hard. Sure, um, like he's You know, did. like... It, <laughs> nah, yeah, it's, it's hard gave to say. You know, there's there's some softness to it, where you're still playing full speed, but you're soft. <laughs> so, what I thought uh, also like, what one thing that stood out for the game is we we, we were looking at the uh, the tale of two halves. I thought, especially when it comes to our two superstars, it's like AD looks like it does sometimes. Either he has a hot quarter, first quarter. And he'll slow down, and then he just blows up on the second half. Um, he did that again to, today. I mean, he came up big time. I mean, I love the fact that he's he's now. I mean, I mean, you got to say he's our clutch player um, now. When we need buckets in the fourth quarter, he gets those buckets for us. And, he seems uh, to get the key buckets for yeah, us at, at every run. I'm, he yeah, gets that 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 two point mid range shot going. I love the fact that it was that uh, that back and forth with Jokic. Um, uh, go, they, they, pretty much, it was this, their show at the last three minutes of the game. Yep. They were going back and hitting you guys. I thought it was pretty funny though. You uh, so uh, Seth, I know you heard the uh, the commentary was uh, so uh, on TNT, and I think um, right before um, AD hit the shot, um, I think Reggie Miller said something to the effect that uh, that Jokic uh, Jokic made uh, Anthony Davis look like a junior varsity player. And I was like, he's yep. going, to, he's going to eat those words. I mean, it's Jesus not going to age well. I mean, <laughs> and, and when he hit, when AD hits that shot, I'm like, who's in, who's the junior, who's the, you know, who's in junior varsity now? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, don't, don't no, give that him one. Huge. That was so beautiful. And we, I love the mentality of we don't want to lose in these jerseys, and how he was walking away yelling out Kobe. It was, it was beautiful. I mean, that's history right there. That shot is is a piece of history. Yep. So Seth, I'm asking the same question tonight. You you're a Laker fan. 
Have you ever seen Lakers be up by four, minute 20 left in the game? We have the ball by our star, and we, and we, we lose the game, or, or we have to wait to the last minute shot. We need last second heroics to win. Have you ever seen that before, Seth? Do you think? No, but, you know, it's the bubble, right? The floor's been slippery. You know, things happen. Um, I'm just glad we So, so you're blaming the floor. Okay. <laughs> for the well, for the slip and slide. And hey, hey, it's the ice. It's the ice under yeah. the court. Yes, yeah. They have the ice. It's the ice under the That's court. That's not what I'm blaming, but you know, <laughs> hey, okay. You know, we gotta get everybody's perspective. You know, I'm gonna call him out on on the ISO plays. I didn't like all the ISO he was running, holding on to the ball too long. I didn't like, you know, Kuz actually trying to go one on one with uh, Michael Porter Jr. I thought yep. that was just bad decision. Took us out of you our know, game. So I'm, I'm willing. A lot of guys for their bad calls. Yep, but I I don't think him slipping is is part of that problem. No, you know, I think that, that was, was a slip performance in the second half. Thankfully, he gave us a great first. You know, and AD was able to pick up the second. Yep. All right. So, what do you think? What, uh, you think we're going to be able to sweep the Nuggets? How you we, feeling? We do not want three one, obviously, because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that's when they tend to wake up. Like if we win the we next game, we're really in danger. Right. Yeah, we definitely don't want to be three one. I'm knocking on wood that we sweep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's gonna yeah. be scary. I think we can do it. I think yeah, we can I think do we it. Can. Tonight was big. Hopefully, we deflated them a little bit. It's gonna be hard. No, see, that's, very respectful. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't think we deflated them. I think they really believe that they can win. And so, I mean, we we have to play better ball. You know, we had what 25 turnovers today. It was huge. Uh, you know, we we didn't play great. It was huge. We, uh, first game. We saw what we can do to them if we play and execute correctly. Um, yeah, we just need better. We just need better execution, and that's uh, two games coming. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, who do you see coming out of the East, Seth? I'm I'm really liking the Heat out of the East. They've been playing tough. Um, it's odd to me to say this because it was a great week, you know, as a Laker fan all week. Yep. Even though the Celtics won one game. Because uh, I like watching them lose as well. Yep. Um, yeah. But I'm glad they turned it into a series because I think that's good for overall basketball fans. And I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that series. I like a lot of the guys on that team. I love what Jason Tatum was wearing. I love that shot. Uh, him all lakered up. It's beautiful. Can you can you ever you know stat was just saying he could never imagine a Laker walking in in Larry Bird gear or better anything not, like that. Better not do anything ever like ever <laughs> ever. No, okay. I, I agree with Pat a hundred percent. As an old head, like that's just yeah. disrespectful. As, don't as a that. Lakers fan, it's, it's a beautiful level of disrespect. Trade him, trade him. <laughs> Boston's like trade him. Seth, thank you so much for calling in. We know you're a dedicated fan of the show, but you're most importantly one of our good friends. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. We hope the family's doing good. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, Seth. Again, guys, we have our great listeners. Um, Guys, we're really in a good spot overall, okay? Except for the Sparks, we're in a good spot. Lakers have a commanding 2-0 lead. We are doing well. We have strength. We have, well, momentum, I don't know, but we're here. Yep. So we've got some good things to look forward to. We've got next week. We've got another show on Sunday, every Sunday at 8.30, guys, 8.30 p.m. And everyone, do you know where to find, where where can they find us? Can they find us on Instagram? I think they can find us on Instagram, right? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> the Profane Nation. Yep. Um we are on Facebook, the Profane Nation, Good News Radio. Um, good, we, this is a beautiful studio. We love it. It allows us to interact with all of our fans. You can call in live to us every week. Um, you know, YouTube, uh, anywhere where podcasts are. Anywhere podcasts are. Anywhere Apple pod- Podcasts, Spotify, Bashani, Good News Radio, you name it. All you got to do is call out and say, hey, Google, play the Profanity Nation podcast. And it's going to go beep, beep. And that's yep. it. That's all you got to do. Hey, Google, play the Profanity Nation podcast. All right, guys. We will be back next week. Thank you. This was a great show. Thank you for everyone who listened and participated and made a comment. We love you guys. Thank you so much. See you next week. Thank you. Peace. Sal's Gumbo Shop. Down home cooking from the heart. It wasn't McSal so good. You'll feel like you're right at Mardi Gras. Go to Sal's Gumbo Shack, right in the heart of Long Beach, 
at 6148 Long Beach Boulevard, Long Beach, California, 90805. Call them at 562-422-8100. Sal's Gumbo Shack, bringing the bayou to you. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Tran Trin State Farm in Torrance, California. Whether you need auto, homeowners, renters, business insurance, disability, or life insurance, which of course is extremely important, Team Trin is here to help. They do it all. Call the team at Tran Trin State Farm for your free quote or insurance review today to see how you can save money and get better coverage. Why wait? Call today. 310-974-8778. This episode of the Profanity Nation podcast has been brought to you by United One Protection Services. We do more than just security. We protect your livelihood. Whether it's commercial or residential needs, United One Protection Services has you covered. You can find them at unitedoneps.com. That's united, the number one, ps.com.